We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, Monday, March the 27th, 2023. What is going on? Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up show. We are rocking, we are rolling, getting started on yet another jam-packed week as I get situated here on this Monday. I see Justin Langford, John Edward, Gad, see Youngblood, Noah John, see Boyle Jr. Let's see John Edward. Austin Ward, Travi, Bruin Nation, Todd Smith, Brendan Xavier, Austin Gregory, Ethan, what's going on? Appreciate you all tuning in here to TDC. Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel, your questions are answered there. And I see Brendan M. in the TDC Questions channel. We went live at noon, so pipe down, slap dick. Appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Adam Herndon, what's up? Yes, Yardcocks back in the top 10 after yet another sweep this time against the Missouri Tigers. Also, of course, it is game day. Gamecocks taking on the Maryland Terrapins tonight in the NCAA tournament. The Elite Eight matchup is set in Greenville, by the way, at Bon Secours Wellness Arena. And on that note, of course, we'll be in Greenville, not at the arena, but Carolina Alehouse off Woodruff Road tonight. We will be throwing... A watch party at that Carolina Alehouse location, guys. Tip-off is set for 7 o'clock. Looking forward to it. Cannot wait, guys. More details on that in just a second. Of course, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app. Go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play anything and everything, college sports, Pro sports, anything and everything you can think of, they've got it over at Prize Picks. Again, guys, whatever it is, whatever you need, March Madness still going on. MLB starts next week. We also got golf, right? The Masters is just around the corner. All my golfers out there, you can even play golf on Prize Picks. So, again, that's our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show and the Daily Crow have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks. And you should as well. So, again, go download the app or go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Guys, we are taking your questions, your comments, and your calls as well. 843 3377 That's 843 
790-337-7. Let's get into it. Frank, my friend, oot, oot. What's going on? Yeah, big time Monday here. Big time Monday as the Gamecocks fresh off a series sweep against the Missouri Tigers. What a weekend it was yet again at Founders Park. Carolina winning on Friday and then, of course, taking both games in the doubleheader on Saturday. Women's basketball also getting the job done on Saturday against UCLA. Surprise, surprise, right? Getting the job done uh, against UCLA. Let's see. Um... That SEC podcast debating over-unders for every SEC West team. Uh, it looks like totals are out for the West, maybe, or these maybe hit just his over-under, his projected over-under win totals. Either way, um, it is that time of year we start talking about win totals and everything else with football. Let's see. Um, getting into this, Austin Greer says, terrible ranking. What about the Yardcocks being ranked in the top 10, Austin, is terrible to you? Uh, I think for a team that started out the season where South Carolina was ranked, I mean, I've really got no issue with it, man. Again, I, I'm not really going to raise hell here on a Monday kicking and screaming that ninth is disrespectful. Uh, the ranking will continue to ascend as South Carolina continues to win. That's all there is to it. Here's the thing, Austin. If you really want the respect that I think you and many others are looking for, obviously you got to take care of business this weekend against Mississippi State, but you got LSU coming to town. You want some respect? Take two or three from them. Go beat them, right? Then you'll start to get maybe that respect you're looking for. But the whole we're still disrespected. I mean, we're not going to be number one. LSU's number one. We're not going to be number one. Bottom line, we're not. So I got no problems with ninth. I mean, the Gamecocks are in great position right now. Um, you know, if at the end of the day, I think you'd be right there as a top eight national seed. Obviously, you'd be sitting right on the outside of it, but I think the Gamecocks would have a great uh, a great argument to be so. And, uh, I mean, where you are right now, I'm in mean, a dream start at this point, truly. A dream start to this point, no doubt. Um, Stanford should not be above us. They're awful. Austin, how much Stanford baseball have you watched this season? I just, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Uh, let's see, getting into your questions. Guys, again, 843-790-3377. Would love to hear from you all. How sweep it is indeed. Victory sweep Monday. What a time. What a time. And as we all already knew, the real Columbia is in South Carolina. The real Columbia is in South Carolina. Um, Justin, what's up, guys? Happy Monday. What a weekend for Carolina Baseball. Was there with my wife for her first ever game. Saturday afternoon, you know, it's it's crazy the amount of Gamecock fans that I meet that tell me they've never been to a game at Founders Park. Like, if you have not been to one, folks, I don't know what you've been doing, but you're missing out. I mean, it just, just, just for the sake of the venue. I mean, it's a beautiful venue, beautiful ballpark, beautiful ballpark. Highly suggest you check it out. Again, women's basketball taking on Maryland tonight. We'll be out at Carolina Alehouse Woodruff Road. Guys, I'll probably be getting there around... 6.15 or so, tip-off is at 7. Uh, we will have merchandise available. I will have merchandise set up. The Beamer Ball towels and koozies, our Beamer Ball to the Moon Tour t-shirts, which are exclusive to our live events right now. Those will be for sale on location as well. Also going to have some koozies to give away for those in attendance. Uh, and, of course, we will take in the ball game. Gamecocks take it on Maryland, like I said, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, Arkansas, damn, they got run ruled twice. I understand that, my guy. I understand that. Um, 
you lose two of three to the number one team in college baseball. I I, I don't disagree with them not falling a ton. Um, you know, I, I think it's more so respect to LSU. And also, I think they still think Arkansas is really, really good. And guess what? Spoiler, I also think Arkansas is really, really good. Austin Gregory, haven't asked this question till now because it would be wrong to ask such a small sample size. Chris, has Will Sanders been who you thought he was this season? Why or why not? I mean, Austin, I, I think... I don't think anybody would say that Will Sanders has been what we thought he was going to be. I, I don't think anybody would say that. Um, he hadn't been good. I mean, just bottom line, he hadn't been good. You know, he, he's been, before this past weekend, he had been kind of keeping his head above water, pitching just good enough, really. But, you know, this past weekend, and you know, you can talk about the umpire, this, that, whatever. And the umpire wasn't great, for sure. The umpire wasn't great, made it really tough. But a lot of those walks that Will Sanders had, six walks and three innings, he was nowhere near the zone, right? He was nowhere near his target. And uh, so, no, he hasn't been who I thought he'd be. He, he's looked rusty all season long. Uh, he hasn't looked as sharp as you'd want your ace to look. He hasn't looked dominant. He hasn't really even looked confident. And I talked about it in the preseason that Will Sanders, I think, that the biggest the the biggest area of opportunity for him and where he needs to make the greatest jump is mentally. Because he's got all the stuff. I mean, he, he you're, not a, you're not a projected first rounder on accident. He's got the build. He's got the stuff. But it's all about mentally. I mean, it's just all about mentally for him, right? Is he able to grasp being this team's ace? Is he able to grasp being this team's leader? Because it looks like right now, Noah Hall and even Jack Mahoney are more comfortable and more confident than a Will Sanders. And, I, and, I, and I'll just say this. And I'm not trying to nitpick him, but that's what we're doing right now. Because this team is really, really good. South Carolina baseball, I'm, I'm, I'm confident in saying him this Monday, we are a damn good ball club. At this point, if you didn't host a regional, it would be massively disappointing, right? Nobody would disagree with that. And I think right now, as you sit 6-0 and in SEC play, um, you know, I, I, I think uh, surpassing my 15-15 and 15 project, projection, it almost feels like it's, it's safe to say that'll happen. I'll get more on Will Sanders in just a second. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from? Will from Dirty Myrtle. Will, what's up, man? How are you? Good, man. How about yourself? Uh, doing fantastic, man. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Just uh, want to give a couple thoughts on the baseball team. Uh, one, if I told you before the season started that Will Sanders would be playing the way he is and we would be 23-2, and two, what would you say? Probably no way. Right? Yeah, I, I would have said no chance. No chance. Right. So think of how scary it'll be if he ever gets it even 75, 80% together, mm -hmm. how good we'll be when we roll out that Friday night starter. Because, I mean, he's still he's, – he's he looks like a major leaguer. He's just not there. It, I mean, why is the below down is what I'm wondering. Do you think he's still dealing with something? Because it just seems like he isn't throwing as hard as no, he I don't, I don't. I don't think that um, – I don't think he's hurt. I certainly don't think they'd be trotting him out there if he was not 100%. I, I just – this you, you just don't do that. You know what I mean? Baseball is not one of those things where if he had a hurt arm, he wouldn't be out there, right? So, right. I don't know if maybe – because he hit 97 a couple of times on Friday. So, I, I don't know if maybe he's trying but to – that was the first day this year, right? Like I, That I noticed it. 93 yeah, that I, that I know. I mean, he's, he's hit 95. I mean, for sure. He's hit 95 a couple of times. But, yeah, I hadn't seen him hit that 97 until Friday. But I, I think he's almost trying to maybe sort of dial it back. Um, because, you know, there's something to be said about – you know, you'd rather have 93 with movement than 95 and it'd be flat and straight. And, you know, for Will Sanders, right. you see it with some pitchers, like when, when they're trying to overthrow and overexert, that's when the ball flattens out. So, 
you know, kind of, you know, being comfortable and effortless, 93, 94, 92, 93, whatever, but you get movement on it is much more effective. Um, I, I think it's just mental right now. I, I think it's mental right now. Uh, I think he's a guy that, again, I think he has all the stuff. He has all the talent in the world. He's a projected first rounder for a reason, but um, he's pressing. I mean, he's pressing. There's no doubt he's pressing, right? He's pressing right, right. now. He, he knows the pressure. Um, he, he hears the chatter. These guys are all over social media. Will Sanders, the guy I can assure you, pays attention to social media. So he hears it from me. He hears it from you. He hears it from everybody. And uh, he's pressing right now. So it's going to be really interesting and intriguing. We've all got our opinions of how to handle it. It's going to be really interesting. What do they do? Do they move a guy like James Hicks into the Friday night role and not change up Hall and Mahoney in games two and three and let Will come out of the pen? Do they keep things exactly the same? Do they shuffle the weekend rotation and put a Will Sanders on a Sunday? I've got my opinions and takes on it, which obviously I'll voice here in a second, but um, it is going to be a really intriguing thing because on one hand, Will Sanders has not been good. He has not been good, right? I mean, he just... He's, he's been, as I mentioned earlier, he's been keeping his head above water up until this past weekend where it was just so painfully evident. South Carolina was fortunate to win that game one and overcome his bad start, right? But that's not going to happen every time. You need your Friday guy, your game one guy, to do what a game one guy does, which is be dominant. Yet you have, More often than not, right. you need that. So on one hand, there's that. But on the other hand, you're 6-0 and in SEC play, and you're 23-2. Right. So – do you, do you mess with the mojo of you're winning? You're winning. No matter what, you are winning. Do you, do you throw a wrench into what's working and, and risk, you know, the, the rest of it, the ripple effect, maybe not go in the way that you hope it will go? That's all I'm saying. So, and I think – And I don't think so. Well, know, and I, and I, I was going to say, too, like, I, you know, I, I, I was told by someone this morning that apparently John Whittle, Whittle went on inside the Gamecocks and – said that uh, – I don't know if he said that, you know, per sources or he was just giving his opinion, but was just talking about James Hicks potentially starting game one against Mississippi State and Will Sanders coming out of the bullpen. Here's my biggest concern with that. If you're going in this Mississippi State series, looking ahead of the weekend, and they're bad, bro. They're, they're bad. They've lost 17 SEC games in a row. Their program, the fall from grace, has been unbelievable. I mean, they lost 26-3. to to Vanderbilt in their game one. They're bad. Wow. So if you're telling me that Will Sanders, you're not confident in trotting him out there against them, you don't think he can get it going against them. And I guess I see like, you know, Will would still be pitching in game one if you do go Hicks and then Sanders just to mix it up. But like, if you don't feel comfortable trotting him out there against them, I don't see him returning to the weekend rotation because it only gets right. tougher. Like Mississippi State is our last... And Mizzou was a quality ball club. Georgia, I think we see now they're not very good. Uh, probably going to finish at the bottom of the East. You know, Mississippi State's terrible. After that, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to be the guy who we haven't played anybody, but that's just realistically the way the SEC schedule shaking out for Carolina. After State, bro, you get into LSU, you get into Florida, you get into Tennessee, you get into Arkansas. Like, if you're not confident in trotting Will Sanders out there against Mississippi State. I mean, what are you going to do? Go into the LSU series and we're going to put Will back in the Friday night spot. No, you're not. Right. No, you're not, bro. No, you're yeah. not. I, I just don't know how you can do that because, again, once you start messing with stuff, I, you, maybe you might find you create more problems than you originally had in the first place. So, I, I don't know. It's it's going to be fascinating for sure. I, I feel like you got to keep him in there until you just absolutely can't anymore because he's just that good. And like you said, once you pull him out, what's that going to do to his confidence? 
And on on the on another note, a couple of quick things. Mm-hmm. I hate that that uh that Will got hurt. Will McGillis got hurt because he was just on fire. I mean, on fire at that leadoff spot. Um, and and I hate that's terrible. He's hurt. Hopefully, he can get back. They said four to six weeks, I think, and mm-hmm. and get back in time to finish out some SEC play. Also, Ethan Petrie. I mean, is this dude the best SEC freshman, the best South Carolina freshman we've seen? I mean, he's already what he got thirteen knocks already. I mean, Batten was it four sixty or something like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know where he's at right now. But <laughs> just it's insane, right? I mean, yeah, we haven't seen. He's... I know Christian Walker had a great season, but I don't think it was. That I mean, it's insane, right? Yeah, it's 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 Christian Walker reincarnated for sure. I mean, eight. thirty-eight during his three-year career. You know, three right. college world series, two national titles. I mean, what you know? But yes, Petrie's that kind of guy, man. I mean, just the uh, you know what he's doing right now. It's it's. It's a lot of fun to watch, man. I mean, it's a lot of fun. I mean, Ethan Petcher right now, now through 25 games, is hitting 444 with 12 homers right. and 37 wow. RBIs. So, um, I mean, is that not – do you think he, he might bowl after this year? Is there a possibility, you think, that he might get drafted probably? No, dude, Petri, or, so you so once you get to school, it's, it's not like basketball. You've got to be in college for three years. So, we've got Petri, unless he were to hit the portal and pull a Tommy White, which I don't think will happen um, – he, he's here for the next two seasons after this. So, we, we got a little bit with Ethan Petrie. And, yeah, I would say enjoy it because, you know, the way that uh, – the way he's swinging it for sure, I think it'll be three years and, and he'll be done. So I mean, he's the best pure hitter on our team right now, I think. You know what I mean? Just all <laughs> around. I just keep his face contact so much. And uh, also, Will Sanders this year might end up working out for us because he might possibly be back for one more, right? Like – Maybe, Maybe so. I mean, you know, baseball's such a projectability game where, I mean, dude, I, I just even looking at Will Sanders on the bump Friday night, it's like he's a six six two hundred and I don't know oh, thirty forty pound. I mean, he, he's a dude. He he's got the body of a big leaguer. Like like he he's just one of those guys yeah. that uh, I, I think once pro 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 coaching they get their hands on him, I, I think you're, I think fans are going to be surprised honestly how good he is. Like I, I think Will Sanders is going to be a guy that. Is spinning the baseball for a very long time. So, and I and I hope. I mean, I don't think it's over yet for this year, man. I feel like he can get it. He can get it together. I mean, yeah. he, he got a late start. You know, lost confidence a little bit early. I thought his last start, not this start, but the start mm-hmm. before, I thought was maybe his best start. He had some good stuff. I mean, he gave up some runs, but the last one was just wild. But anyway, yeah, yeah, man, it's just crazy. I thought we should have been maybe up a little higher in that poll the mm-hmm. ninth, but. You know, it is what it is. I mean, we're getting we're getting respect every day. So yeah, dude, anyway, for sure. I'll jump off off here, man. Will, I appreciate the call, my friend. Always a pleasure hearing from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, great stuff. Will from Dirty Myrtle, always a blast talking with him. A um, lot of great points. Listen on Will Sanders and and what needs to happen with this staff and this rotation, if you will, and what do they do? Uh, I think it'll be really interesting to see. I, I just again, I, I think that. I, I don't know. I, I'm torn on it because I think my guy, Brendan M., in the Big Cock Club Discord, he made some good points. There's people in there that made – Brendan says, Seafield doesn't want to wa- want to host watch parties for the Cola folks anymore. Uh, Brendan, here's the thing, and I think I told you this already in the Discord, Slapdick. Your, your Slapdick tendencies from you today. I don't know if that chemistry is getting to your head or what it is. But, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I assumed that our watch parties were going to be in Columbia. And Alehouse was the one that told me, hey – 
you know, we're, we're happy with the Harbison location in Cola. We would much rather you go to Woodruff Road. Like, we want to – they want to push Woodruff Road. They want to push that location specifically. And so they said, hey, let's throw the watch party. So for the Elite Eight, and then assuming things go well, which I know we all believe they will, for the Elite Eight, <clears throat> Final Four, and National Championship, the watch parties will be at Carolina Alehouse Woodruff Road in Greenville, South Carolina. And also I'll say this. Also I'll say this. The end consumer, you, you guys control where we go to, to, to a degree. And I say that because... We're going to go where the crowds are. And guys, our best crowds of all events we've ever done, starting back in 2021 with Alehouse, from the watch parties to the tour, everything, the best crowds have been in downtown Greenville and Woodruff Road. I'd say if I had to power rank the Alehouse locations, honestly, Columbia's near the bottom. It is. I'm sorry, but it is. It just flat out is. You guys would be surprised how tough it is to draw a crowd for anything in Columbia because of, I think it's because honestly being in Columbia, I was there for three years. Obviously we're just, we're so spoiled with the amount of Gamecock vents that we have readily available. I mean, everything's Gamecock. So it's not a big deal. Like it's just not right. There's beauty in the scarcity. We talk about it with football in Greenville. It's you're, you're so, you're so overwhelmed with the Clem suck stuff and the orange and purple that when there is a Gamecock event, People in the upstate, they make it a point to go. They make it a point to show up and show out. I would say after the upstate, I would say, honestly, you know, Somerville's really good. I, I got to be honest. I think Myrtle Beach, though, we've only been once. We've only been once. Haven't even done a watch party at Myrtle. But when I went to Myrtle, we had a really good crowd at Myrtle Beach. We had a really, really good crowd in Myrtle Beach. So shout out my Myrtle Beach Gamecocks. Fort Mills, okay. Uh, Augusta's just way too George. I, I'm sorry, my CSRA Gamecocks. We went there. We had an okay crowd, but I, we they, they they didn't feel it was it was worth it for us to go back, and I, I didn't totally disagree with them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say that power ranking the alehouse locations based off of crowd attendance, Columbia is near the bottom, and so I don't know what else to tell you, man. So Greenville's a lot of fun. It's really really cool. Tons of gamecocks up here. Tons of gamecocks up here. So looking forward to it. Uh, so I didn't bail on Columbia. I, I certainly didn't bail on them, but Alehouse is just like, hey, we're happy, we're fine with the the attendance, or we're, we're fine with the business we're getting at Harbison. Let's push the Woodruff Road location in Greenville. So that's what we're doing. Either way, James Kendall says, Feel like, feels like shutting the pitcher down for the summer and fall are a mistake. Seems like it in this case. And I, I would agree with you, James. I would agree with you. There's one thing in conserving the arm, but there's another in, in the sense of getting out of rhythm, getting out of flow. And I think that's what you're seeing with Will Sanders. I, I think that's what you're seeing. Brandon Ward says, I'll see you tonight, Chris. Brandon, looking forward to it, my guy. Looking forward to it. Going to be a lot of fun, no doubt. Uh, Coach Ford on the basketball note, he says, why do you think so many players transfer from basketball? I get it, they're not stars, but we had only one star. Seems like we should want some returning bodies that should be developing and improving versus starting from the floor again. We are not at a spot to steer kids to transfer to make roster room. We are not dragging in blue chippers. Coach Ford, I have no idea. Why does a guy like Chico Carter leave? I, I don't know. I don't understand, Coach Ford, why a guy like Chico Carter leaves. What is he chasing? What is he going after? He played. He was going to play. I, I don't know what Chico Carter is looking for. Is he going to go to another SEC school? 
Is he going to go to a school on the same level as South Carolina? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. But Coach Ford, in the world of the portal, there's only so much they can do, man. There's only, there's only so much they can do. If kids want to hit the portal, they're going to hit the portal. If they think the grass is green on the side, so be it. I mean, I, I don't know what else they can do. I don't know all the details behind closed doors. And unfortunately, the kids don't give any details when they hit the portal. That, that's maybe the most infuriating thing. I and mean, we all felt this during football, right? Just say it. Just say why you're leaving. Why not? Just say why you're leaving. Lynn Turner, do you think Will is still honing in from being injured? He didn't pitch in the fall. Did well, Lynn, he wasn't injured. He wasn't injured. <clears throat> he wasn't injured. He wasn't injured. They just gave him the time off. Uh, let's see. Austin Greer says, the West is bad compared to the East this year. I think you're talking baseball, right? I mean, LSU's really good. Arkansas is really good. Yeah, oh, it's it's shocking how bad Ole Miss is right now. What are they, 0-6 in SEC play? Them and Mississippi State are combined 0-12 in SEC play. Crazy, crazy how bad, uh, how bad the baseball in Mississippi's been this year. And those are two historic programs, two programs that really pride themselves on their baseball. So that's been really surprising. Um, but again, to the Will Sanders thing. To the Will Sanders thing. I... It, it, it's... Mm. I'll say this, because I got to have an opinion on it, right? I mean, I, I think it's a cop-out to say, well, you know, the coaches will do what they want to do. Here's my take on it. Never fuck with a winning streak. That's where I fall. Never fuck with a winning streak. I know Will Sanders has not thrown the baseball well, and that really came to a head this past weekend, right? He was not good. Six walks and three and a third, and I understand that ump had a tight zone, but he wasn't good. He was all over the place. Uh, is the stuff quite as sharp as we've seen in the past? Not necessarily. But you're 6-0 and in SEC play. You're 23-2 and overall. And I guess the question when it comes back to is, do you believe that Will Sanders can be your ace or do you not? I think what's intriguing about this is you go into this series, like I mentioned earlier, against Mississippi State. And do you take Sanders out of the rotation? Do you move him back in the rotation? I think whatever move you're going to make, though, it's got to be a long-term move. Because if you're telling me that Will Sanders is not good enough or is not throwing well enough to throw game one against a Mississippi State team that has lost 17 straight conference games, they're not good, then how are you going to tell me he's good enough to throw game one against LSU against Paul Skeens? How are you going to tell me he's good enough to throw game one against Florida, against Arkansas, against Tennessee? It only gets tougher after this weekend. So me personally, I wouldn't touch it. Again, I'm not there every day. I'm not seeing his bullpens. You know, is it something where how confident are you he'll get it back? I believe he will. I believe he will get it back. Right? I believe he will get it back. And I don't think you mess with the mojo that you built up to this point of your winning. Yes, you've had to overcome some of his bad starts, especially this past week. And I understand that. I totally get that. But he's your number one guy for a reason. He's a projected first rounder for a reason. Do you believe he can get it going or do you not? And as I've said before, 
I think you potentially create more problems than you currently have. Because let's say you put James Hicks in the game one role. Let's say you move Sanders back. People are assuming that everything else will stay constant, that James Hicks will pitch just as well as a starter as he's done as a reliever. They think that Jack Mahoney and Noah Hall, they'll pitch as good as they've pitched in the games two and three role if you scoot them up. That's not always the case, guys. It's not necessarily the case. So do you risk completely messing with the mojo? My answer is no. I I think it'd be a mistake, personally, at this point to do it. I think it'd be a mistake. You have to trust Kingston and Parker at this point, but I think it'd be a mistake. That's just my two cents on it. So, um, you know, I I, I mean, I I think I'll I'll tell you this, but I – on the flips, it's it's not an easy answer. It's it's not an easy answer when it comes to Will Sanders. It does not. It's it's not an easy answer because I'll just say this: that the last the the, the last place you want to be in is this. The last place you want to be in is this. You make a move going into Mississippi State, or you don't make a move. Right? Let's say you don't make a move, and Will Sanders throws like shit again. Let's say you win though. You're nine and zero coming out of that series, but Will Sanders isn't good. Do you make a move going? into the LSU series? Because Paul Skeens is coming, whether you ready or not. He's coming game one, okay? He's coming game one, right? If you're not ready and you ain't got a guy ready to go, you're going to lose. I mean, that's just bottom line. You, you, you're, you might as well just pack it up because Paul Skeens is throwing 100 for seven innings. You better have a guy that can somewhat match him, right? You're going to need seven or eight innings out of your starter, one run, two runs, max baseball. Like, it's going to have to be that type of ball game. So, Austin Greer, believe it or not, there are people that are saying that uh, James Hicks should start game one and and Will Sanders should get bumped to the bullpen. Austin, open your eyes and look at social media. My guy also listened to John Whittle, who uh, is, is not just any old slap dick. I mean, he is the one that was talking about this today. I have seen this on more than a couple occasions. So, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, and again, Matt Bruno, Bruno responds, and I hear you, Austin, just move him on the Saturday slot, bump Noah to Friday. Matt Bruno's response, what happens if Noah shits the bed in that role on Friday? Then what do you do? That's going to be the risk you take, man. I mean, and that, that's going to be the risk you take. That's going to be the risk you take. It is. It absolutely is. Based off of what I heard from Mark Kingston after Will Sanders started on Friday, I don't think they're moving him. I don't think they're moving him. So, um, I don't think they're moving him. I I, I think they're going to continue to roll through. I think they believe that uh, – I think they believe that Will Sanders will get it going, personally. Just based off of what I've heard from from Kingston, based off what they've been saying, um, Brandon Ward says, we need to try something different in the state weekend to see what we can do. Will is falling off. If he pitches LSU game, we will lose game one mostly. Brandon Ward – we might lose game one LSU no matter what. I'm not trying to concede victory, obviously, but, Paul, again, Paul Skeens is going to throw 100. So we got to hope he ain't at his best. I mean, bottom line, that dude's filthy. He might be the best pitcher in college baseball. I mean, he's this, he's Steven Strasburg in college reincarnated. So, again, hey, 100 will fly too. 100 will fly too, but just saying. You're going to need a hell of an outing from your game one guy no matter what, and that still might not be enough. Again, 843790337. Again, Austin Greer. Uh, John Whittle talking about it this morning that he had heard, or I guess there's been talk or chatter that maybe a James Hicks starts game one, Will Sanders comes out of the pen. So again, Austin, this isn't just something I'm making up. I'm not just trying to, I'm not just trying to get you riled up here on a Monday. That's something that's been talked about. I, I agree with you. I don't think that that's really the move either. 
I think if you're going to make a move, you move Will Sanders back in the rotation. If you're going to make a move, if you're going to make a move, it's not demoting Sanders to the bullpen. I, I think you move him back in the rotation because you're still you're still not going to convince me that Will Sanders isn't one of your best three or four arms in your team. Bottom line, you're, you're just not going to do it. You're not going to do it. And he's not a midweek guy. You're not throwing Will Sanders in the freaking midweek. I think he's a guy that, again, will get it going. Which is scary to think about this team 6-0 in SEC play and 23-2 at Raw. And your ace isn't throwing well. Like, like that, that's crazy. That's crazy. I would have never thought that would happen. <clears throat> Let's see. Also, I'll say this too, guys. I talked over the weekend to... Uh, talked over the weekend to let's just say an assistant on a D1 staff this weekend. And, you know, they they actually agreed. Because, I, you know, I made the point after Friday that at minimum you've got to start evaluating things. And it's like, do we want to change things up? So that'll be a decision that Kingston and company have to make this week. But, you know, what they told me is this. They're like, hey, number one, you trust that Will will get it figured out and that even when he doesn't throw his best, you can still win ball games. And you've got two guys in Hall and Mahoney in games two and three, in games two and three, that, um, you know, could be game one guys on other SEC staffs. And so you've got the advantage, the, the upper hand, if you will, in those two games. So, again, do, do not mess with the mojo is basically what they were saying. And I, and I just tend to agree, man. Again, I, I think you – I think there's a great chance you create more problems than you've got if you start tinkering with the weekend rotation and just start changing things almost for the sake of changes. I'm going to shut up the phone lines here. Call from Frank. Frank, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Hey, pal. How are you today, Chris? I am doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Great. I, I Listen, I'm 100% behind, uh, you know, your point about not grabbing Sanders and moving him out of that. I go, look, look the ultimate uh, result was Maybe he didn't have his best stuff uh, uh, against a good team. And you didn't lose the game. So what was the harm? Uh, he hit a speed bump. He still came out with the win because of an incredible team effort. I don't think there's any reason to pull a ripcord and jump out of the plane with this guy yet. Uh, I think he's just going to get better as the season goes on. And he needs to be the number one guy uh, Friday and, and get it back on the horse and get going again. Yeah, and Frank, let me just say this too. You know, it's 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 not an easy answer when it comes to this Will Sanders thing and what do you do with him because his performance has not been that of a game one guy. It has not been very good. And I'm not right. saying that I'm I'm ultimately right. I'm just giving you my two cents, my opinion, what I would do. And I would look at it this way. This is how I view it. It's like having a great hitter in your lineup. Again, a guy, this all comes back to how much do you believe in the guy, right? Will Sanders is not a true freshman. This is his third season. We've seen him strike out 14 hitters in a game. We've seen him be electric. Like, you know what he's capable of. And so I look at it like a great hitter as well, right? If a guy who's struggling to start out the season and he's in a slump, and but you keep him in there because you believe in him, right? You know, we've seen this backfire, by the way, in the past. The third base position uh, you know, last year, two years ago, where you're platooning guys and you're interchanging guys and nobody can ever get in a rhythm. Sometimes, sometimes you've just got to trust your studs and let them work through it. You know, sometimes you just have to let them work through it and figure it out. 
Because again, when you start moving people around, you bench them, you do this. And this is also comes back to, you got to know your guys. You've got to know what works for them, right? Are they a guy that maybe it will benefit them to take a game off, a start off, come out of the bullpen? Or are they a guy that really does just need to work through it? So those are answers we don't have sitting on this side, outside looking in. But when I look at it, to your point, I think you create more problems than you currently have when you start tinkering around with the weekend rotation, especially, especially if you do, you know, what some have proposed, which is start James Hicks and Will Sanders all of a sudden come out of the bullpen. I, I just, I certainly don't think that is the solution. Now, do they move guys no. around? Do they put Noah Hall? Here's the thing. I will say this. Noah Hall pitched in the game one slot last year. So, do you go back to that? Maybe so. But I'll say that I, I look at Will Sanders again. He's one of your studs. He's one of the cornerstone pieces of your ball club. There's a reason he was your number one guy coming into the season. Me personally, I think you trust him. I think you believe in him, that he's going to be better, that he's going to figure it out, and I think that you let him figure it out, especially like you mentioned, Frank, when you think about this, you're winning. You're winning. You're 6-0 and in conference play. You're 23-2 overall. Why mess with the mojo? Why mess with, despite how ugly it's been at times for Will, it's working. You're 5-1 and one in his starts. You're 5-1 and one in his starts, right? Let him right. lose the job before you take it away from him. That's all I'm saying. 100%. I'm, I'm behind that. You know, he pitched, so he, like he said, he, ha- he has had struggles. Uh, you know, we have, I guess, one loss. He's always 5-1, and one, he was saying. But yeah. even, in the, even in the game on Friday, you know, the, the, the kid worked hard uh, and got himself out of a couple of jams, still throwing pretty good pitches, got a couple of Ks when he really needed them. It's not like he just threw his glove up in the air and walked off, off the mound. The kid worked hard right till he got taken out of the game. And, and again, you didn't lose the game. So you hit the speed bump. It didn't cost you anything. There's really no reason to take you. Uh, that's a drastic move. I could see if it, it, maybe if Mahoney was, was somebody in the three slot, you know, your third day starters having a little trouble. Maybe you want to bounce the guy in there, but you evaluated him as your number one guy. You mm-hmm. can't be that far off on your evaluation. And I don't believe they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I, I don't know who's panicking or who's talking about taking him out of there. You can't get a more perfect scenario to push him back out in the game one than this weekend. Yeah. I mean, I almost look at it like this, Frank. Is Does this not kind of eerily feel like what Spencer Rattler endured early in the in the football season? I mean, he wasn't good. Like, Spencer Rattler was not good. You, no. didn't, you didn't bench him. You believed he was your guy, right? I know it's a little bit different, right? The sports are different. The way you, you know, you play series, not games. But it kind of reminds me of that. It's like, do you believe in him or do you not? Do you think he's going to get it going or do you not? You know? So, again, those are kind of answers yeah, we really. don't have because I'm not seeing, you know, we're not seeing Will throw bullpens. We don't know him, right? We don't know his his personality to that level and what have you. But he would have never been in that game one slot if if they didn't believe that he had that type of stuff. So, I mean, it, it's, it's a very interesting thing, and it's intriguing because you sit here 23-2, and 6-0 and in conference, and I, and I just did not think it'd be – it'd be the conversation we'd be having with that type of record. But sure enough, here we are, which is incredible to think about because, you know, you think about if Will Sanders gets it going and pitches the way we know he's oh, capable, wow. I mean, sky's the limit truly for this team. I think you're really starting to look at Omaha and the capabilities of this group. But 
Um, you know, it, again, it's it's something that uh, they'll have to figure out behind closed doors. And, you know, I think we'll start to get those answers this weekend. Yeah, I, I do believe that you're only – uh, your worst case scenario would be to take him out. You, you, your best case is you let this guy stay at number one, get a couple of wins under his belt in some pretty good series, and then he turns out a potential like you know nobody's business. And then, like you said, Omaha, here we come. Yeah. Uh, you know, another thing is I watched Friday night's game up until like the eighth inning, and I never got to see the replay until after game one on Saturday. Mm. And I knew they won the game, and when I watched the replay. I still, I knew they were going to win the game, and I still couldn't believe they were going to pull it off. Watching it, you know, with French coming in with a key hit, that was, you know, just feels so good for those guys who are coming in off the bench and doing the right thing, and you know they got it going. So I'm going to let you go, Chris. Uh, have a great day, and uh, go Yardcocks. Go Yardcocks, Frank. I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Great call and great stuff as always. I'll, I'll say this, by the way. I'll say this when it comes to, to Will Sanders, Noah Hall, Mahone, the whole conversation. I don't really fear, you know, the point I made earlier about that, that you know, you, you start switching guys around, you never know. I don't know. With Noah Hall, I don't really fear it a whole lot. Like, I think he's a dog. Dude. I think Noah Hall is going to throw the baseball well no matter where he is. Uh, I think you more so worry about Sanders. Like, I, I just think if he really is a head case, if he really is battling it mentally, if you move him, is he shot? I mean, is he done? Is he done? Is he just not the same? I, I don't know. I, again, I we we don't know. We don't know. Um, but I I think you let him work through it. I, I really do. I, I think you let him work through it. I don't think you take the risk of his confidence being completely shot if you you bench him, you whatever you do, demote him, whatever it is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um. I would say this, guys. I think I would let it roll through this weekend. I think you keep things status quo, especially with a short week, right? I don't think you want to ask, unless it was going to be James Hicks starter, you don't want to move up. Noah Hall just pitched Saturday, then you're going to ask him to go Thursday. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't think you want to do that, putting a guy on short rest, that, that immense of short rest like that. I think you go through Mississippi State. Go through the Mississippi State weekend. If he doesn't figure it out, if Will Sanders is still bad, win or lose, I think after that you make the move. I think you say, you know what? Hey, we came out of it. We won two of three or we swept state. But, Will, we got to make a change. You're just not getting it done. I think you give him one more opportunity. You give him one more. You give him one more. I'm not saying he's got to throw a shutout, but you need to see some encouraging signs. You do. And Jeff Gullage, yes, we did win this weekend, Jeff. We did. We did. But when you win, even when you win, Jeff, uh, there are things to nitpick. There are things to dissect. There are things to be critical of. And sure enough, here we are. Todd Smith, is any football news lately? Commitments, anything, Chris? Um, I see Blake Franks and I think Josiah Thompson are talking about just when they're going to commit. But no, nothing, nothing, nothing specifically, I think, that's really newsworthy. Um, Todd said, what's up with all this baseball talk? I mean, how about some football? There's really nothing. Not on the Gamecock side of things, Todd. Not on the Gamecock side of things. Let's see here. We got a text. How do we maximize the hitting from the second base position considering that Stone is our power hitting center fielder? Can Hornung play second base? 
to say Stone is our power hitting center fielder is interesting. Um, yeah, and the question now turns to what are they going to do now that Will McGillis is now that Will McGillis is out four to six weeks. I mean, I, I thought it was a no-brainer that Michael Braswell would get the start uh in games two and three. He did not. So I don't know, guys, I don't know what it is. I saw somebody actually, let me get back to this question or this comment. I don't know if I can find it here. Um, let's see. Where did this go? Where did this go? Where did this go? Mm, where is this comment? Here we go. Ethan said, it's back beginning of the show. I feel like Michael Braswell is the decarion joiner of our baseball team. He does a lot of things well, but can't seem to get the start. Would like to see him at second more with McGillis being out. Interesting to compare the Kevrion Joyner and Michael Braswell. Very interesting. I mean, again, guys, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I really don't know. I truly don't know. So, I was surprised he didn't play second. Brandon, let's see. Brandon Morris, do you think Will Sanders' velo and control and consistency is a mental issue or something else? Do pitchers go through slumps? Yes, yes, absolutely pitchers go through slumps. Pitchers absolutely go through something. I mean, guys, baseball's mental, right? Baseball's mental. I mean, sports are mental, but baseball's definitely mental, right? Because, again, he's still throwing hard, and you see it, right? You saw it on Friday. He wasn't good, but there were a couple times he got in some jams, and you saw some flashes. Back-to-back strikeouts, he gets out of the inning. Like, the stuff's there. And when he's getting ahead in the count, like, the stuff is there. But it's all mental for Will Sanders. And you know how you can tell? Watch Friday when he's getting wildly pumped up over a casual strikeout. What that tells me is that he's battling it right now. He's going through it. And so even just a strikeout is like, he is like relieved. The emotions are running. If he was feeling it and he had it figured out and he was in flow and in rhythm, hey, it's a strikeout. Woohoo. On to the next, right? I like pitching and playing with emotion. I think it's a great thing. You see Noah Hall do it. You see Jack Mahoney do it. But I think Will Sanders, I think it's one of those things where it's like he's battling it so hard and like pitching is such a grind for him right now. It's not easy. Pitching is such a grind. I, I do believe it's all mental for him. I think it's one of those things you got to take a step back, take a deep breath, get back to the basics, and go from there. And really go from there and, and find a way to reset mentally. And, of course, guys, we all know baseball and the, the superstitions and the things you do. Maybe he's got to go pants down. I mean, maybe he's got to do something else. You know, he cut his hair and all that. So, I don't know what it is. Maybe he's got to sacrifice an animal. Maybe he's got to change something up. Because it is mental. Baseball is a mental game. Guys, that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our first break. On the side, I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, your comments, your calls and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Riveting conversation here on this Monday, March 27th. Guys, the final week, by the way, in the month of March. How about that? How about that as we embark on April? Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Alex Miller. 
What up, Savage? How are you? Doing good, man. How about you? I'm doing fantastic, man. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? And we have officially did it to win against Missouri this weekend. And I was like, and to be honest with you, I kind of, I kind of like all set things in between because we have, we have to be Missouri behind and keep the edge to the curve. And once again, I got, I got to give a shout to Matthew Becker and Evan Doe and Michael Braswell and Will Sanders and all of them. They did a great job. Even, even the team has been doing a successful job and, they, they had not been prepared to not be lose, but they here they here to prepare to be win, and kind of feel very 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 happy for them. And I know I know I know I did not use this conversation from last year, so I know I know that um the hunger phone came, but I know I know you did I know that you apologize, and I'm cool with that. Yeah, apologies, man. Sometimes the phone lines are a little bit finicky on this end, but yeah, it was a great weekend, man. Matthew Becker threw really well. Uh, game three, he was absolutely clutch. So, yeah, things are rolling right now, man. Things are rolling, and I tell you what, this this season right now, it's very early still, and I've said that many times, but it is. It's early. But this season right now has the feeling of one of those special seasons, right? It, it gives you that indication that maybe, just maybe, this is going to be a season that uh, is exceptional. Not just good, maybe not even great, but exceptional, truly. So, um, some things that have happened to this point, you know, you, you start to kind of get those feelings of 2010, 2011, 2012, which, of course, we all want to get back to. This fan base is starving to get back to Omaha. And, um, you know, I'm not saying necessarily that's exactly what's going to happen, but there are things you can look at and point to with this ball club that that make you feel like maybe we are not so far removed from that and that maybe that's something that will come to our rea- reality much sooner uh, rather than later. Yeah, I get that. And there's some boundaries are going to be boundaries for the whole players out there this early season. So I know that Will Sanders had a great job, but I know his um, mental health is really, really serious right now. And constantly, I feel the same. So I saw him quite uh, on the game on the other And he kind of felt like, okay, this is Will. And I know that he was uh, that I know he's going through stuff. And to be honest, he is a good player. He's not. He he, he don't suck at baseball. He's a good pitcher at baseball this season. And I can see him. I can see him that his first season is going to be a hit, and it's going to be amazing to him. And yeah. I gotta tell him, hope he will get the chance to get the pitch. And I know that he is just a gifted, a gifted from God. And I gotta tell him, he's just good for his for his um his actions. Indeed. Savage, well said, my friend. I appreciate you calling. It was a pleasure to hear from you. Great stuff from Savage. And again, guys, like I mentioned, it's it's a season that I think there's a lot of things you can look at and say that uh, there's a reason to believe it could be special. Like, really, really special. Uh, Shout out to Dallas. Happy birthday to Dallas, who turned two. Who turned two. Happy birthday, Dallas. Um, Guys, let me go back to the Will Sanders thing, because I'm, I'm not sure I really articulated what I would do very well uh, in that first segment. Because, again, there's no easy answer when it comes to Will Sanders because, on one hand, he hasn't pitched well. And you promote competition and guys earning their roles. And so you could say, hey, he has not earned that game one slot. Let's move him back. On the other hand, you're winning and you believe that he is your guy and that he will eventually figure it out, right? You believe, is he in a slump right now? You know, is he battling it mentally? Is he just still rusty? 
but you believe he's your dude, right? The same way we believed in Spencer Rattler at quarterback when he wasn't playing very well. The same way that you believe in hitters, right? When they start a season out slow, you don't just completely change things up and, and shake things up and because that can be counterproductive, right? You believe in your guys. With that being said, though, I'll say this. I believe in Will Sanders. I, I think he's got the stuff to be the ace. I, I think you see, keep things as status quo. You're winning. It's working. Go into Mississippi State and reevaluate from there. Because this is a state team that has lost 17 conference games in a row dating back to last year. To say they are reeling is putting it kindly. We're talking about a Bulldogs team that lost 26-3 to to Vanderbilt in game one against the Commodores. So Will Sanders will have every opportunity to have a quality start at minimum against the SEC team. I'm not saying he's got to throw a shutout, but we need to see him look more like the Will Sanders that we all know and love. If he does not, then I think you can put everything on the table. I don't think that taking him out of a starting role is the move. So I don't believe that James Hicks should all of a sudden slide in the rotation. I think at that point, again, you may create more problems than you realize in the sense of how does he react? How do the other starters react? Is Will Sanders ever the same? Can you salvage him? What is his role now on your ball club? But do you now possibly look at if he is not good against Mississippi State? You know, Noah Hall did pitch in game ones last year. Do you slide him to game one and Sanders to game two? Mahoney stays in the game three slot. Do you move Will Sanders back to game three? It's really interesting. It's really intriguing. Again, I would not mess with it right now. The mojo's working. You're winning. You're undefeated in conference. And I believe Will Sanders will get it going. I think it'd be a mistake at this point to shake things up and or take him out of the rotation. But that's where I stand right now. Right? That's where I stand right now. If after Mississippi State weekend, we're sitting here a week from today having this exact same conversation, I'd be fine with seeing the Gamecocks shake up the weekend rotation. Going to be very interesting to see what Kingston and what Justin Parker do in regards to Will Sanders and his role in this ball club. Because again, he's a guy, projected first rounder. He's got all the tools and you see flashes of it but you got to get more consistency from him, especially, again, as you get to the better part of your competition in SEC play, you're facing these big-time game one dudes. The way Will has been spinning the ball is just not going to get it done. He knows that. Mark Kingston knows that. And we know that. So something's got to give. Something's got to give at some point, man. Something's got to give at some point. I'm not sitting here saying do it forever and ever and ever. You know who? I got it. You know who Will Sanders reminds me of? Will Sanders... Reminds me of Sam Dyson. Anybody remember Sam Dyson? Pitch for the Gamecocks 2010 College World Series. Sam Dyson was a guy. Absolute flamethrower. 95, 96, 97. You know, could bump it up there. But he was a guy that I would get so frustrated watching pitch. And you know why that is? He struggled with command. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, Pitching is so easy for you, especially in 2010. Like, 95 was, nobody was throwing 95. Now, everybody throws 95. But in 2010, 95 was 95. And I'd watch Sam Dyson, like, why do you make pitching look so hard? You throw so freaking hard. He made it look so difficult because he couldn't fill up the zone. 
Will Sanders is our modern-day version of Sam Dyson. That's what it feels like to me, at least. Will Sanders is modern-day Sam Dyson. Now, granted, that team won a College World Series. That team won a national championship. So I, I would be more than happy with the final result there, no matter what Will Sanders' role is. But I think there's a lot of similarities between those two guys. I really do. I can see a lot of similarities there. Also, Noah Hall, pitcher of the week in the SEC. Really? Like right now? Okay. Wow. I mean, I knew he threw well. I didn't know he threw that well. I'm not uh, not seeing it for some reason. Let's see here. Yeah, pitcher of the week. Wow. Okay. By the way, guys, the top 10 ranking for the Yardcocks, first time since March of 2017 that the Gamecocks have been ranked in the top 10. And you might recall that 2017 season, that was the last season of Chad Holbrook, that team was ranked fourth in the preseason. That team was ranked fourth in the preseason. So, pretty crazy when you think about it. Pretty crazy. Yeah, Petri freshman of the week as well. Uh, Trip Cromer, I see Blanton will focus on football. We need more edge and second-level players. Our secondary should be okay. You know, I, I don't disagree with you, man. There are questions on that defense, no doubt. There are questions on that defense. Again, guys, tonight we'll be at Carolina Alehouse Woodruff Road in Greenville, South Carolina. Hope to see you all out there. Going to be a hell of a time as we watch the Gamecocks take on Maryland. I'm sure Ritter will be panicking, and uh, the Gamecocks will probably be winning. That's typically how it goes. Uh, our guy Cody in the Big Cock Club Discord TDC Questions channel says, I don't know much about pitchers, but what do they actually do during practices that they pitch on the weekend as a starter and only throw on the weekend if that makes any sense. Yeah, sure, sure, Cody. What do pitchers do? Yeah, great question. So here's how it would typically go. So let's say you're, you're Will Sanders. This week's a little bit different, right, because the series has moved up to Thursday is when you get going against Mississippi State. But let's say it was a normal week, right, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Will Sanders, let's say, would pitch on Friday. Saturday would be a bit of a rest day, light toss to no toss, right? You know, you just threw the day before. Um, very, very light toss, if at all tossing. Sunday, right, you're going to throw, okay? You're going to throw, still not airing it out, not going crazy, probably getting out to like 120 feet, just getting the blood flowing, getting the arm going. Of course, in this time, you're doing your lifting, you're doing your running, all that good stuff. On Monday, right, Monday, and, and this varies, by the way, but this is how I would do it. Monday, um, you're stretching it out a little bit. Stretch it out a little bit, probably get a little bit of a long toss in. Tuesday, Tuesday, getting up to 120, 180 feet, you're throwing a bullpen. Probably 30, 45 pitches, something like that. 35 pitches, whatever. That's on a Tuesday, right? Wednesday, you stretch it out again. Go to long toss. Thursday, very light toss. Or maybe you don't do, maybe you don't do long toss. Depending on how the arm's feeling, right, what you like or whatever, how fresh you want to be, you can go up to 180 feet. Also in this time, Cody, you're doing flat grounds. What is a flat ground? With your throwing partner, you're 45 feet, you're 45 feet, and you're throwing, it's called a flat ground because you're not on a mound, right? But you're sitting there working on with your guy. He's about 45 feet away when you're, when you're, when you're concluding your tossing, right? You're sitting there pitching to him. But you're not going 100%. You're probably throwing 70%, working on mechanics, just getting a feel, 
whatever, right? Just keeping it fresh, keeping it loose, throwing a flat ground, right? Uh, Thursday, day before your start, light to no toss, and then, or I won't say no toss, light toss, you know, getting to 120 feet, flat ground, staying sharp, working on things, right? Working on break, working on spin, everything. Friday, you you go into your start. That That's it. So, Cody, you're not just sitting around at practice doing nothing, right? It's not one of those things. I mean, Cody, I would ask you this. The same way you just asked that, well, let me ask you this. Well, what is Spencer Rattler working on during practice? I mean, he, he you know, he's, he plays quarterback. He only plays on Saturdays. So, it's kind of like that. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that. So, I can assure you they're not just sitting around doing nothing. Um you know, you're you're just you're just constantly working on your craft, trying different things, staying hey, working on mechanics, right? Pitching, it's a lot like the golf swing. It's a lot about balance, it's about core, it's about lower half, right? It's mental too. So you're constantly working on it, man. You're constantly sharpening, you're constantly working on your craft and and staying as sharp as possible. So um yeah. Anyways, 843-790-337. Jeremy Wardell says, Braswell to shortstop, Wimmer to second. You know, I thought about that too, Jeremy. I, I just, I don't see him doing it. I, I think Wimmer's your shortstop. That's not changing. I don't, I don't think Wimmer's coming out of that shortstop spot. And I will say this. I will say this. I mean, Wimmer's been really good there. So, I don't know that it would really be fair to Wimmer to move him out of that spot. I don't. It surprises me, though, that they'd rather side with Tippett at second base over Michael Braswell. That, that, that is what's surprising to me. That's really surprising. I, I mean, I like Will Tippett, too. I like Will Tippett also, but... I just, I don't know, man. Um, somebody texts in, what's up, Chris? Do you think it's safe to say that Gamecock baseball is back? I mean, right now, Gamecock baseball is back, yes. Right, yes. But what do we measure that on? What do we measure that on? When Gamecock baseball makes an Omaha, Gamecock baseball will be back. Bottom line. <clears throat> Brandon Ward says, said this earlier on the show on Facebook. Um, you don't have to give South Carolina respect because look what the school was accomplishing two years from a sports side of things. When basketball has a chance to go back to back, football is probably going to start the season ranked, and baseball just broke in the top ten. As Chris says, it feels going to be good, dude, for sure. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, outside of men's basketball, we are crushing on the sports front. We are absolutely crushing. Um, Robbie Davis texts him, "Hey, I'm spending time with my nephew today, so I will not be calling in, but I will say that we are a very tough team to beat." Like I always say, a game is never over until it's over. Go Gamecocks, and to heck with Clem Sucks. That's Robbie Davis. No Robbie Davis call today, though. No Robbie Davis call today. So. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Anyways, guys, 843 That's 843-790-3377. Let's see. Blake Seaborn says Dale got Robbie Davis in the hospital. <laughs> Dale got him shook. Nah, man. I think Robbie's fine. I think Robbie's fine. No way. Uh, by the way, guys, on the note of uh, March Madness. I don't know if anybody has a worse bracket than me. Bro, my bracket is high-key terrible. <laughs> like, my bracket is high-key terrible. Like, terrible. Absolutely terrible. So. Uh, Connor Lee says, what PCT are you on? What are you talking about? Will Hall. Yeah, the SEC slate upcoming going to be brutal win anyway. No doubt. No doubt. Yep, no doubt. I mean, I, and I think that's why, again, that's why I said that, listen, I, I'd go through, I would go through Mississippi State. I would go through Mississippi State weekend, right? I would go through Mississippi State weekend. Kim. And if he can't get it figured out there, if he can't get it figured out there, Will Sanders, I mean, then that's when you got to look at making a change because it is going to get tougher. It is going to get tougher, right? And I am certainly, I am certainly not one that is going to sit here and tell you, well, we just, we still haven't played anybody. Like, we're good. We're good. Are we going to win the SEC East? I don't know about that, but we're good. You got a, ch- you got a real chance to be, 9-0 in conference play this weekend. Of course, you got the Citadel tomorrow. Let's not forget the Citadel, excuse me, the Citadel tomorrow at their place. 7 o'clock first pitch on ESPN+. Plus. So you got the Citadel at their place. But then Mississippi State this weekend has been terrible. You could realistically sweep. At minimum, win two of three. Then you got UNC in the midweek. In Charlotte, by the way, everybody's favorite place, Truist Field, 7 o'clock, first pitch, Tuesday, ever the 4th. Then this is your SEC schedule. Versus LSU at Vanderbilt. Versus Florida. Versus Auburn. At Kentucky. At Arkansas. And then finally, versus Tennessee. 
So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the first three weekends and what you've done doesn't matter. Because this is what you hoped you were going to see, right? Is that we were going to see a ball club that took advantage, for lack of a better way of putting it, of the schedule, right? But we're going to find out who South Carolina really is, right? We're going to find out what this ball club is really made of. Because, for example, overcoming Will Sanders' bad start, it, it ain't going to happen in the, against those teams. It's not going to happen. You ain't going to beat Paul Skeens with that type of effort. You're not going to beat Florida's Friday guy, Blake Sproat, with that type of effort. You're not even probably going to beat Kentucky's Friday guy with that type of effort. You're just not going to do it. Arkansas's Friday guy, you're not going to do it. Strikeouts you've been having. Guess what? It might come back to bite you. Which is what's fun about it, though. Just to, to see SEC play heat up, I mean, that's what it's all about, man. But the, the, the rest of the series... The next seven series after this weekend, gauntlet, dude. An absolute gauntlet. I mean a gauntlet. An absolute gauntlet. Uh, Let's see. Gad, is there a TSUS section tonight? Is it free-for-all? It's free-for-all, Gad. I'll probably be on the balcony because I think it's going to be a pretty nice night. But uh, or I say balcony, on the patio. Um, But it's free-for-all, wherever you want to sit. Yeah. All over the place. You can sit anywhere. Brendan says, I see a ton of SEC wins there. I don't know what you're worried about. Sounding like Panic Ritter right now saying we won't beat Kentucky. Brendan, I never said we wouldn't beat any of those teams. I just said that those final seven SEC series, it's a gauntlet. I didn't say we're going to lose to Kentucky, but you have to also tip your cat to what Kentucky's doing. If you want to give South Carolina credit, give Kentucky credit as well. I, right? I mean, you have to. They were picked one slot below you. They were picked one slot below you. Actually, no, two slots. Two slots below you because it was Georgia, Kentucky, Mizzou. So two slots. But, I mean, what they've been doing, you got to give them credit. Now, same thing goes for them, though, Brandon. By the time you play Kentucky, we may, not, we may not be talking about Kentucky the way we are, right? They may get exposed. But I'm just saying that the gauntlet will surely begin. It will surely begin. And hey, guess what? We're part of other teams' gauntlets, though. So, you know, people, that's one of the things I love most, man, is you see the way we're playing, and it's, and it's you know, we, we you know, every, it almost feels like every sport, too. We're looking at our schedule like, man, we got a, we got a gauntlet. We got to play this team and that team. Now people are looking at their schedule saying, damn, we got to play South Carolina. We don't want to play the Gamecocks. They're filthy. They're gross. What a gauntlet. Feels good to be considered part of that gauntlet. And again, it just speaks to what this team has done at this point. Lynn Turner says, I love the fight in this team. Reminds me of the great Tanner years we refuse to lose. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's a game like a Friday, Lynn. My, my God, what a game. I mean, what a game that was. Just incredible. I mean, the, you know, no matter what happens, no matter what happens the rest of the way out, Lynn, you, you cannot question the heart, the determination, the fight of this ball club. Like, you don't win a game like you won on Friday without great character in your locker room. You, you don't do it. You don't win a game like that without great culture. You simply don't do it. You, you just do not do it, right? And so when you factor in the buy-in of all the new guys, the guys who turned down the MLB draft, you know, turned down six-figure signing bonuses to come back because they felt like they had unfinished business, wanted to get Gamecock baseball, 
back to Omaha and at minimum, you know, erase the memories of last season. When you factor in all those things and then you see a result like Friday, you see Cole Messina, you know, pumping up Matthew Becker. And, you know, that, that, that I felt like sort of was a microcosm of the fight of this team, the resiliency of this team, the belief in each other, the belief overall, but the way these guys play for one another. And, and when you have a group like that and also they're immensely talented, good things happen. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. And that's one of the reasons why we believe and the buy-in is why we believe that this could be not just a really good season, not just a great season, but maybe it's a special season. Maybe it could be a special season because right now it's got the feeling of that. It's got the feeling of one of those special Gamecock clubs. Guys, let's jump into the break. On this side, I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377 here on this Monday, March the 27th, 2023. Uh, let's see. Guys, we're just running a poll now on Twitter, and the question is pretty damn simple. Do you believe South Carolina should move Will Sanders out of the game one spot in the weekend rotation right now? Uh, we just posted it, right? We just posted it. So um, I expect this poll to get a lot of traction. 38 votes are in. 58% say no. 42% say yes. I think that is an early indication of just how this poll is going to go. But again, we just posted it like two minutes ago. Uh, definitely go vote in the poll. Um, Will Hall says, moving out Sanders is such a tough call. I agree he makes me tense every time he goes up. I just don't know how or if a shuffle would go. Never know what might happen if Noah gets pushed to Friday. Can't guarantee everyone pitches the same. Indeed, Will, exactly. I think that is the risk you take. Let's see. Trip Cromer, Mississippi State, seventh in hitting and currently last in pitching. I mean, dude, of course you're last in pitching after a weekend in which you give 26 runs up to Vandy in game one. I mean, they got murdered. They got murdered. I mean. Austin Greer Sanders pitch against the Citadel to get confidence for LSU. Well, Austin, I mean, I, I don't know if you're saying he should pitch like an inning or what he should do, but uh, – that would probably be unheard of. Um, I mean, I get what you're saying, Austin, but I again, I, I, that's why I said earlier, I, I think you stick with status quo. I think you stick with, you know, a, as normal. And, uh, you know, I, I think you stick with it and, and you go from there. You make an adjustment, right? You make an adjustment. I think you give them an opportunity against a Mississippi State team that's not very good. So, just my two cents. 60-40, no to yes right now on the Will Sanders. Should they move him? Again, only only 88 votes since. I, I think this will be a I think this will be a poll we get a couple thousand votes on. Um 
So, yeah. But I will say this, guys. I mentioned this in the Big Cock Club Discord, and I will also say this. It feels so good to be talking baseball right now. And the fact that, like, we have talked baseball this entire show warms my heart. I mean, it really does. It warms my heart. It truly, truly does. Um, It truly does. Yeah, it truly does, guys. I will say. Uh, because I know that last year, last year I remember saying that I had never talked as much football during the spring as I talked last year because of just how bad baseball was. So um, it feels good. It, it feels good to be talking baseball and to have a good reason to talk baseball. Um, yeah, it feels really good to be doing so. Feels really good to be doing so. Um, let's see. Let's let me pull up calendar here. Guys, you got less than three weeks until the spring game. So we have this week, next week, and then it'll be spring game week. Can't wait for that. We will be hosting a watch party, or a watch party, a live stream watch along for the spring game. Looking forward to it. That'll be a really fun day too because South Carolina will play Vanderbilt in baseball at three o'clock that day, which of course will be a huge series. And then the Gamecocks will have the spring game at seven o'clock. So going to be a full day for sure. Going to be a full day for sure for Gamecocks Athletics. Really looking forward to it. Uh, also, guys, of course, the TSUS Tour continues this week. We are down. So it's a really busy week, by the way, for the Upstate. Really busy week. Because here's how it could shake out. And it most likely will. Because we all believe that basketball is going to win tonight. They're going to go and win the national championship. So this is what we're looking at potentially. Watch party tonight at Woodruff Road location. Right? Tonight. That's tonight. 7 o'clock tip-off. Watch party tonight at Carolina Alehouse Woodruff Road location. Thursday, the spring tour continues. We're at the downtown Greenville Alehouse location. Friday, Final Four. Watch party at the Woodruff Road location. And then Sunday, National Championship Watch Party at the Woodruff Road location. So, I tell you what, all my upstate Gamecocks, you're about to get spoiled this week with events. You've got most likely, what, five opportunities, no, excuse me, four, four opportunities to catch us this week. Four, oh, and then, by the way, I forgot. And then, by the way, the following Thursday for the tour, that will be the Woodruff Road location. So we're about to be hammering Woodruff Road. And that'll also effectively serve as a watch party for the LSU game, game one of that series. So, going to be a lot of fun, guys. Just stay tuned to social media. Of course, all the details are there, but we are going to be all over the – we're going to be all over the upstate, all over the upstate uh, in regards to watch parties, the tour events, stuff like that. By the way, guys, I will have merchandise on sale tonight. Merchandise will be on sale um, at the at the watch party. And by the way, if you're in the Big Cock Club Discord, if you're in the Big Cock Club, right – I'm able to apply the uh, the discount in person. So just to give you an FYI, give you a heads up, I'm able to do that. So, Austin Green, we're five wins away from matching total wins from last year. Crazy when you put it that way, man. Isn't it crazy? That's 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 almost hard to fathom, really, truly. Franks is 159 days still football. Bruin Nation says, get ready for the you shouldn't try to stir stuff up crowd. Yeah, I mean, Bruin Nation, I hear you. In some instances, you could say that crowd would be loud. But, like, that's the topic of conversation around it, Bruin Nation. I, I don't even think it's trying to stir stuff up. It's it's already stirred. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's already stirred up. So, um, let's see. Yeah, Kingston definitely deserves praise for what we've seen. 
Kingston most definitely deserves praise. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 like I said last week. You got to tip your cap. You got to tip your cap, no doubt. Yep, you got to tip your cap. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see here. Will, I'll be at the Joe tomorrow for the Citadel game. Looking forward to it being better than last year. Yeah, we 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 owe them a butt whooping for sure. I mean, we already beat them in Columbia, but uh, we we need some revenge back there at the Joe, no doubt. Bruin Nation, if we host a regional, does he win SEC Coach of the Year? Bruin Nation, well, I, I think it depends, Bruin Nation, on just how the award is voted on. I, I really don't know... You know, if LSU is dominant wire to wire and wins it all, does does uh does their head coach get it right? I mean, I would agree with you. He probably deserves it. Let me just say this: if you win forty plus games and you host the regional after last year, I I wouldn't even be I, I wouldn't be opposed to him winning it. I really wouldn't. <clears throat> I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't. So. Yeah, Bruin Nation, I think there's an argument to be made there. Absolutely. I think there's absolutely an argument to be made there. Yep. Uh, Alex Anstead, one of our good friends with Saturday Down South. He does their social media. Most hated college football teams by SEC fans. Ohio State and Clem Sucks are one and two. <clears throat> Love that. Love that. You got to love it. Got to love it. Uh, let's see. Bruin Nation Tanner will give him a five-year extension with an $18 million buyout. <laughs> yeah. Brian, D- Brian Dean, after watching Friday's game, I will say Will Sanders, in Will Sanders' defense, the strike zone was a little tight. It, it was, uh, yeah, it was tight. To say it was, yeah, that, that that's, that's putting it kindly for sure. It was uh, an interesting strike zone to say the least, to say the least, so. John Gibbs, Monty Lee was a legit hire, always knew he could teach hitting, but it feels he has brought something else with him too. The vibe is completely different. Well, John, I'll say this. The vibe is completely different because the results are completely different. We're winning. We're winning. So uh, that helps. That certainly helps. Uh, Here's something interesting, guys. So Brad Crawford, our good friend, he dropped, let's see, CBS Sports' Ryan Wilson has updated his 2023 NFL Draft 3 Three-round projection. So, mock draft. Um, updated his mock draft. How about this? Cam Smith, a second-round pick. I thought Cam Smith was for, a for-sure first-rounder. They've got him projected as the 35th pick overall. Uh, the second, third. The fourth overall pick in the second round. Going to the Colts. 
Let's see. They've also got, let's see, Cam Smith in the second round. Darius Rush in the third round. First pick of the third round. Zach Pickens in the third round. So they've got three Gamecocks projected in the first three rounds, which is pretty damn good, which is pretty damn good. I will say that's pretty solid. That is, uh, that's pretty solid. John Edward, let's get your take on the umpire talking to Kings after the Grand Slam. No fun, please. Yeah, just slap dick. I'm just a slap dick. I mean, it just, yeah, I mean, I I guess uh, Caleb Denny chirping the pitcher a little bit, but I mean, or what was it, McGillis? I don't know. Whoever hit it was chirping the pitcher a little bit, and I don't know, man. I don't know. Ruben Nation says, MLB The Show 23 looks great. Does it? I just wish you could play college baseball on it, dude. Like, I, that that would... That'd be incredible, dog. That'd be so awesome. Let's see. It looks like there's a guy that does it. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Anyways. John Ever says, God forbid, let kids talk some smack. I hear you, man. John Ever, looking forward to Fort Mill, by the way, our uh, tour stop. And all the rest of the tour stops, by the way. Again, guys, I told you last week. We had a uh, an incredible time in Columbia. Sold a lot of merch. Got to meet with you guys, mingle, hang out, if you will. Really excited for tonight, man, watching the game against Maryland. Going to be a good time. Again, I'll be getting to Carolina Alehouse probably around 6.15, 6.30, something like that. We'll set up, and the game will tip off at 7. And, again, going to be a really, really good time, guys. Trip Cromer prediction on tonight's game. Uh, I've got South Carolina winning. I don't think that's really a bold take. Uh, the Gamecocks crushed Maryland the first time they played them this season. Uh, I got Gamecocks again. They're, they're favored by 15. I'll go South Carolina 64, Maryland 52. How about that? So I think Maryland actually covers. I think Maryland will cover. Gamecocks will win. I just think South Carolina, man, they've got that, suff- that suffocating defense. I mean, they've got that suffocating defense. So let's see if the line, let's see if the line is moved at all. Let's see. Let's see. Betting odds per Bovada for tonight's game, 14 and a half. Okay, so money has come in on Maryland. Money has come in on Maryland. South Carolina, minus 1,900 to win the game. Minus 1,900. Money coming in on the Terps. Maryland, plus 850 on the money line. There's no way, though, the Gamecocks lose. There's just no way. There's no way, right? Knock on wood. There's no way. There's no way. I'm sure, though, because I said that, I'm sure because I said that, that uh, I'll be blamed if it does happen. I'll be blamed. Jeff Gullage, is today your birthday, my friend? Brian Dean says, I'm interested to see Loggins offense unveiled at the spring game. I'm interested to see if we run more up-tempo. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, it'll be interesting, I think, Brian, for sure, to get a first look at the offense. I mean, I, do I think that we're going to have – we're going to be able to draw conclusions from it 
Not necessarily, but it will be cool to see it. And I, I posed that question this morning, guys. Um, anything specifically, you know, we're less than three weeks away from the spring game. Anything le- Anything specifically you're looking for, you know? Jeff Gulich, happy birthday, my friend. <clears throat> happy birthday. John Gibbs, you know, this could be a year where the baseball team can win the SEC tournament. Hoover, God, to play awful there. It would be nice to see us take it all this year. And John, I would love to go to it. So I'd love to go to the tournament and us stay there a couple of days, right? Because I've never been to Hoover. I'd love to go. I think it'd be an absolute blast, man. I, I think Hoover would be, I think it'd be an incredible experience. I really do. So, uh, you know. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, we're a very high seed, if you will, and and uh, that'll be something I, I cannot wait to take that in. Cannot wait to take that in. Absolutely, absolutely. Again, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Quick update on the poll that we dropped: uh, Should South Carolina move Will Sanders out of the game one spot in the weekend rotation? Two hundred thirty-eight votes thus far. Fifty-eight percent of you say no. They should keep him in the game one spot. say yes, move him. So interesting. I I really thought this was going to be on the side of yes, but looks like right now it's a no. Right now it's a no, 58% say no. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Of course, Brennan right on cue says, if we lose, it's your fault. Thank you, Brennan. (laughs) If we lose, it's my fault. Uh, Lynn Turner, the current line, Gamecocks are a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay, not only my fault, Brandon, but 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 you also, you still said it was my fault, so. Guys, again, 843-790-3377. We'd love to hear from you, questions, comments, calls, as we rock here on this Monday. Let's see. How about Ethan Petrie, man? Incredible. Incredible, dude. He, he, he is just a man on a mission. A man on a mission. So, but yeah, guys, I, I I think the Gamecocks women's team, I mean, it, it's the only team that can beat them is themselves. The only team that can beat that team is, is South Carolina not playing well. I, you know, I, I know that people have talked. It's been interesting, though, hearing the commentary around Maryland's team. I mean, have they improved since South Carolina played them? Because the the result of that game, guys, last time these two teams played, 81-56. to And that game was in Maryland. And Carolina won by 25. So, and I know that was really early in the season. So, that's why I asked, like, have they they improved? I mean, I, I just, you know, Maryland's won three in a row. Um, they beat Notre Dame, of course, beat Arizona, 
beat Holy Cross, lost in their conference tournament to Iowa, who, okay, Caitlin Clark. Um, and I will say before that, they went on a pretty long – so Iowa's been kind of their kryptonite. Iowa's been their kryptonite, lost to them in the regular season, 96-82. to 82. And I was pretty I, – dude, I, I, I cannot wait to watch South Carolina-Iowa. I, I cannot wait to watch it. That's going to be a great game. It will be – it will be – um. it will be a shame if we don't see that. Let's see. Brandon says, yes, everybody improved. It was November, second game of the year, and their best player wasn't playing. Okay, I did not know that. I did not know that. Uh, Coleman Hall, how do you feel about the SEC West this year? Are you talking football or baseball, Coleman? I just never know. John Gibbs, Will Sanders, that guy who can shove all day and night, but a lot of hitters can hit guys like him, sometimes hitting a ball at 97. It's easier than 84. Only people who have actually played baseball and seen that will understand. Well, it's just about how much movement does it have, John. I think too many times his ball flattens out, and I mean, it becomes batting practice. I mean, 95 flat is like batting practice, which is crazy to think about, but for guys that play the game, it's uh, that's kind of what it becomes, so – what do I think about the West in football? Um, you know, just my off the top of my head, Coleman, I, I think Alabama will be Alabama. I think the uh, LSU will be really good again. I think that uh, Ole Miss under Kiffin's very dangerous. You know, I think Arkansas will improve. I think Arkansas will definitely improve. I think State's going to be – it's going to be kind of a transition year for them. Um, Auburn, really intriguing under Hugh Freeze. I think they could be a surprise team. So, I mean, I, I think the West will be strong. Again, I mean, again, I haven't done deep dives on these teams. But uh, I think the West will be strong yet again. I, I do. So, I promise you, Coleman, when I expand and I'm doing full SEC coverage, I will have much more – I will have much more of an in-depth or at least – I will at least be aware of these teams and who they have returning and, and stuff like that, kind of where they rank, stuff like that. So, Trip Cromer, do you think we make a home regional with the schedule? I, I do. I think right now, if you ask me, I think this is a team that's going to host a regional. Um, you know, I, I, I don't – I think you're going to finish better than the 15 and 15 record I pinned you at. I really do. Um, I this I think this is a team you're more looking so or you're looking at like a 17 and 13 type of vibe. So, but but, but, but I mean, you think about it, guys. You're six and zero right now. That would mean you go eight. No, excuse me. That would mean you go six and zero. You would go 11 and 13, actually, which is crazy. So you'd have a losing record. The rest of the way out. So maybe you do better. I mean, maybe you do better because it's hard for me to think that you're going to have a, you know, a losing record. I- I'll tell you this. Sweep this weekend. Let's say you do sweep, just hypothetically. Even if you go eight and one. Even if you go eight and one. I mean, guys, here's the thing, right? If you take two of three this weekend, and you're sitting there eight and one in SEC play. All you have to do is go 500. In the rest of your SEC games. That's all you have to do. You go 500 over the last, uh, I'm trying to think. Let me see. Eight and one. You'd have 21. Okay, you'd have 21 conference games left. So, God, I'm, I'm struggling with math. Okay, you wouldn't have to go 500. Excuse me. That, that's wrong. That's wrong. Because you have 21 games left. I mean, all, all you'd have to do, though, is go 10 and you, you could go 10 and 11 and still be at 18 and 12 in SEC play. You go one game for 500, you're looking at 19 and 11. Then you get to 20 and 10. Like, getting to 20 SEC wins, very manageable. 
Very, very doable, right? Very doable. Um, yeah, so it's, I mean, I, I think you are a host, bottom line. I think you're a host, bottom line. Lynn Turner says, the Lady Gamecocks have also improved to play Maryland. Cardozo has made big strides. Beal has stepped up offensively. We are more balanced offensively overall. Madison says, with all the Ws over the weekend, I'm exhausted and ready for another one tonight. ND going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a lot of fun, no doubt. Again, guys, come on out. Carolina Alehouse Woodruff Road in the upstate. My upstate Gamecocks. Come on out. We'd love to have you. Going to be a good time. Going to be a really good time. It's always a great turnout in the upstate, for sure. It's always a good time in the upstate. So, All right, guys, let's take one final break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final 10 minutes or so in the Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Guys, in case you missed it, South Carolina uh, ranks 10th in the Baseball America poll. So, 9th D1 Baseball and 10th in the Baseball America poll. Let's see. Let's jump to your phone lines here. Let's jump to your, your calls. Oh, from jump to Justin. Here we go. Justin, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Good, good, Chris. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking what's going on. Hey, Chris, I had a good weekend last Saturday. And, um, I, 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 I got what you said with Sweat, Missouri. And, um, hey, Chris, we had a hard time sweeping Missouri for a minute, you know? Yeah. No, listen, it was a tough series, which I thought would happen. Um. You know, a great series. Welcome to SEC baseball, man. It's just you're going to get that on a weekend in, weekend out basis. So, uh, feels good, obviously, to come out on the right side. But uh, it was a great series for sure, man. Happy to get the sweep. Oh yeah, hey Chris, it was my mom's birthday yesterday too. She was happy too. It, it was what now? My mom's birthday. Okay, happy birthday to uh, Mama. What Mama Martin, right or no? Yeah, Mama Mark Gamecock. Love that. Love that. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks, man. Hey, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Chris, I, I want to see us beat Missouri in football basketball, too, you know. Yeah, dude, yeah. I do as well, man. I hate Mizzou. <laughs> like most of our fans yeah, do. So. I hate yeah, I hate Mizzou, Chris, because Mizzou became my rivalry now. Yeah. It's, it's just one of these games you got to beat Missouri, right, Chris, because – it's, it, you just got to get them out of your system, right, Chris? Yeah, you got to get out of your system. You're right. Yep. But uh, I wouldn't play Maryland tonight, so I'm looking forward to the game tonight. 
Yeah, it should be a good one, man. Should be a good one, no doubt. I uh, I mean, I think the Gamecocks are in great position to get the dub, man. I don't see any reason why not. Oh, yeah. Hey, Chris, before I go, man, um, they said told me it sucks this year, you know. Who does? They said told me for man, it sucks this year, Chris. Oh, yeah, for sure. You got four Atlanta, Miami, um, UConn, San Diego. Who would thought that never would go happen? Right, Chris? Yeah, I don't, I don't know who thought it. I don't know who thought it. <laughs> yeah, because this is happening. Stay away, bunch of buzz back there, huh, Chris? Dude, my bracket stinks. So I, I think I've gotten six. I'm in like the sixth percentile. So. Yeah, and Chris, my state too, but I'm just saying, my bracket bust was busted. Yeah, my, my bracket was busted after day one. I had Purdue winning the national title, so. Yeah, and Chris, I pay, I pay Alabama Gonzaga, you know? Oh, yeah. No, it's, I mean, listen, Bama was a, was a solid pick, but uh, much to the joy of, much to the joy of, like, everybody, Bama got eliminated, so. Yep, and Chris, and you know what the SC was going to get a championship, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah. But now you got to hold another SC. You hold the women take it too, you know, Chris? Yeah, no, the, 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 I expect the women to get the job done, man. I, I think the Gamecocks, again, are in great position to do so. I, I think uh, I think it'll happen. I think we'll take care of business. Oh, yes, I agree too, Chris. And, Chris, and baseball, baseball always can ask you yeah, championships, don't they, Chris? Say it again. That's all I asked you. Um, baseball, look at Ole Miss and Mississippi State. They're not great this year, Chris. No, Mississippi State's terrible. Yeah, they're absolutely terrible. Yeah, and think about Ole Miss. Both of these schools won national championships in a couple of years ago, you know, Chris? Yeah, no, it's it's wild, man. No, it's it's crazy to see the, the fall of uh, Mississippi State. So, yeah, I, I just – Hope to see take advantage, man. Obviously, hope to see them take advantage, no doubt. Yeah, that will that that will see so I gotta come back to Columbia again, Chris. You know. It's gotta come back, my man. Yeah, because we look at the SC baseball, they dumb in the national championships, aren't they, Chris? Yeah, for sure. Yep. Well, Chris, that's all I say, man. Hey Justin, I appreciate you, man. Always a pleasure. You too, man. Go get Cox. Go Cox. Take care, brother. Take care. Great stuff from Justin. Again, 843790337. Anthony Burden says, Chris, what is Dylan Brewer's role with the Yardcocks? Um, I would say he's kind of like a fourth outfielder right now, uh, fighting for, you know, I think it's really that final spot in the outfield is kind of who gets hot and who who's who's swinging a hot bat, you know what I mean? So I think Brewer's going to continue to play. I think he's going to continue to get at bats, especially in the midweek. But I think he's kind of that fourth outfielder. But, uh, I mean, there's a lot of value in a guy like that. So, um, you know, I don't think he's an everyday bat. I don't think he's an everyday stick, but that's okay. He can still be a big-time contributor, so. Let's see.
Anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Electric stuff today here in the Daily Crow. Uh, always great to hear from you all, the banter, the conversation, man. How about this? Gamecocks are ranked second in the collegiate baseball newspaper. <clears throat> Top 25. Gamecocks are second right behind LSU. How about that? That's something. Why don't they use uh why don't they use that poll? Saturday down south drops their updated SEC baseball power rankings. Number one, LSU, number two. The Florida Gators, number three, South Carolina. <clears throat> How about that? I mean, I, I think right now you could you could argue South Carolina should be in that two spot, but you know. It then goes Arkansas 4, Vandy 5, Kentucky in the 6th spot. Mizzou 7, Tennessee 8. Mizzou ahead of Tennessee. I mean, Mizzou did sweep Tennessee, though. Um, Bama 9, Auburn 10, A&M 11, Georgia 12, Ole Miss 13, and Mississippi State 14. I, I would definitely put Ole Miss ahead of Georgia. I, 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 No doubt. No doubt. Definitely would put Ole Miss ahead of Georgia. So... Brewer Nation, ex-Clemson quarterback Kelly Bryant to try out for WWE. Really? Really? Uh, Madison, yeah, Will McGillis out four to six weeks with a broken arm uh, when he was hit by a pitch on Friday. So, got hit by a pitch. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, I think it broke something. So, he's out. They said four to six weeks, which that, that feels like a quick recovery. Is that normal for a broken arm? Like, <clears throat> I don't know. That just, that feels fast. <clears throat> I don't know. That 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 feels quick. Kelly Bryant, WWE. Really? Why is this news? Right? Like, why is this news? I'm just, I'm curious, like, why, why is it news? I don't know. Interesting. <clears throat> Kelly Bryant is a name that definitely got forgotten, didn't it? Like, really quickly. That name got forgotten really, really quickly. So... Okay, well, I, I saw a tweet that uh, it was broken. So, um, maybe it's fractured. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's fractured. That would make a little bit more sense. Guys, we've hit 2 o'clock. Thank you all so much again for tuning in, guys. Check out the podcast, by the way. Drop this morning, episode 770, uh, full breakdown of the weekend that was from the baseball side of things, basketball, of course. And on that note tonight, guys, watch party. Carolina Alehouse, Woodruff Road. Come on out. We'll be there around 6.15, 6.30 or so. Tip-off is at 7. Going to have merchandise for sale. Uh, really looking forward to it. So, guys, again, appreciate you all. Cannot wait to see you tonight at Carolina Alehouse. Go Cox. Beat Maryland. Y'all have a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. 
Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.